the power of prayer and fasting. The power of prayer and fasting. Let me read, first of all, the scripture that we have planned for you concerning this sermon. And we find it in St. Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through verse 21. And when they had come to the multitude, they, being Peter, James, and John, and Jesus, four had been on the mountain of transfiguration and most of us know about that occasion and what took place and all that happened on this mountain and then they're coming down and when they had come down to the multitude a man came to him Jesus kneeling down to him and saying Lord have mercy on my son for he is an epileptic and suffers severely for, the, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. And then he goes on to say, For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain. And I wonder this morning while we're all in this place today, do you have a mountain that you're faced with? If there, is there something in your life that you'd like to see removed? All kind of things that's happening in your life. Well, I'm here to tell you, if you will exercise a simple faith, in Jesus Christ, you can say unto that mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Can you say amen? That's God's word. Nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and Fasting. Notice the introduction on your outline. Jensen Franklin, in his book, Fasting, mentions several benefits of fasting. And by the way, at the end of this sermon, at the uh, bottom of your page, we'll give you three major reasons for fasting. Number one, a fresh encounter with God. How many of you would like to have a fresh encounter with God? I would. Number two, it releases the anointing of God. Three, it releases the favor of God. Releases, number four, the blessings of God. Number five, it brings one into a deeper, more intimate and powerful relationship with the Lord. And it does. It is a secret source of power. And then number seven, your spirit becomes, and I love this one. Boy, if we don't need this one. Your spirit becomes uncluttered by the things of this world and amazingly sensitive to the things of God. So when we fast, our spirit 
is not cluttered up with all the stuff that's in the world that we see and have to do every day of our lives. So that's important. Someone said that prayer is the hand of faith strengthening its hold on the invisible God. And that fasting is the hand of flesh loosening its hold on the visible things of the world. Say amen. Isn't that a great statement? Amen. amen. A great statement. How important. Brother Michael's already shared with you that starting the 1st of, of January, we will start a fast. Uh, 14 days. And some are going to fast uh, three days with just juices and water. And then the Daniel, maybe the Daniel fast after that. But whatever or however you choose to fast, we in, and maybe after the sermon, you'll feel more, hey, I'm going to fast sometime during this time or I'm going to fast these 14 days in some measure. Now, I want us to notice something in this particular text, Brother Dan, that I had never noticed before, but it is very eye-revealing and eye-opening. First of all, in the original language, a particular word is repeated in it three times in this particular text. Three times. The Greek word dunamai, amaya, uh, is, and, and the noun for that, form of this word is dunamis. Now, most of us that have studied the Bible or have been under preaching and teaching know all about that word, the Greek word dunamis. It means power. The word dunamai means to be able in the sense of possessing the ability and dunama is used in verses 16, it's used in verse 19, and it is used in verse 20. Look at verse 16 again if we can. So I brought him this man. Now, it, it's amazing. This is also recorded in Mark uh, and, and 9 and also Luke 9. And this is Sunday morning, and I don't want to get gruesome with this, the illustration of this young, uh, this man's son. But he foamed at the mouth, fell on the floor, on the ground, and made all kind of gyrations and all kind of things that was happening when this evil spirit came upon him. And he's saying, I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. They didn't have the power. They didn't have dunamis. And somehow in my spirit and my thinking this morning, I don't know that the church today has the dunamis to see people delivered and set free. And I'm sad to say as a pastor of many years, I don't think the church is able to meet the needs out there it should meet. God help us. There are so unmet needs. People come into church. They come in alcoholics. They leave alcoholics. And I say this sadly. They come in uh, drug addicts. They leave drug addicts. They come in bound by all kinds of spirits. And I'm not too sure it's not only this church. It's, it's, it's many churches. And they leave that way. And this man said... 
I, I brought him. It's not recorded in this text, but Jesus said, believe. And he cried. I love this description of this father. Can you imagine the son that they must watch him day and night? For the spirit tries to kill him, throwing him into the fire, throwing him to the water, trying to drown him. And this dad wept. And he said, Lord, I believe, but help mine unbelief. You feel that way sometimes? I mean, sometimes when you struggle, you maybe you hear bad news or, or there's an attack of the enemy or things did not go well in, 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 at your job or maybe things are not going well at home. And you're just trying your best to believe. He said, Lord, I believe, but help mine unbelief. So we find it here in the 16th verse of the 17th chapter. Then in verse 19, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Why didn't we have the ability why don't the church have the ability today to be able to see people delivered and set free, totally set free by the power of God? And then we also see it in verse 20. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith, as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And here it is, nothing will be impossible for you. Again, three times this uh, Greek word is used where they did not have the power, or the power was not available, or they did not have the ability. And so Jesus is, is, is really speaking powerfully to, this, to these disciples. Prayer and fasting provides dunamis power for ministering. Amen? We said again, prayer and fasting. That's the reason we're talking about it. That's the reason we want to go 14 days with prayer and fasting. Because we want that power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, And you shall receive what? Let's say it again. And we shall receive? One more time. And we shall receive? There you go. We shall receive power. When? When? The Holy Spirit has come upon you. This is Jesus to his 11 disciples and telling them, "When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, Samaria and to the end of the earth. Godly power, prayer with fasting releases breakthrough spiritual power. I'm looking and I'm believing and I'm praying and I want the church to pray during this time of fasting that Bethel will experience power, spiritual breakthrough power. Shake me, Lord. Shake me out of my 
lethargy and complacency. Shake me, Lord, till I fall on my face and pray and seek thy face and weep before you if necessary. Amen? I want it. Number seven. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is a way to receive this spiritual power. If you never have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's just as real in 2020 as it was on the day of Pentecost. He is for us. That baptism, that immersion, that's what it means to be immersed in the Holy Spirit the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's start talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's start preaching the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's start teaching the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's start living the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's real today. And without this, the church is powerless. Without this dunamis, this power, And that's what Jesus is dealing with, with the Father, which says, I believe, but help mine unbelief. And then with these disciples, which they tried, these nine disciples tried to cast this spirit out. Can you imagine? And Jesus tells them the reason why. Now, another thought, Brother Dan, that I hadn't thought of. I hadn't thought of it, but here's another thought I hadn't thought of. In St. Luke chapter 4, verse 1, this is where Satan tempts Jesus. It says in verse 1, then Jesus being what? Filled, thank you. Filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by what? The Spirit. The church needs to be led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Boy, I mean, the Spirit leads us into the wilderness. He did Jesus Christ. He did Jesus. And most of us know what happened. But let's go down to verse 14. Look at verse 14. This is when Jesus is beginning his Galilean ministry. Notice it, if you will. Then Jesus returned in the what? Say it loud. Jesus returned in the what? Power of the Spirit to, of, to Galilee and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. Jesus was first, verse 1, led into the wilderness by the Spirit. He comes out in verse 14, returning in the power of the Spirit. Something happened, listen to me, something happened between verse 1 And verse 14, or I don't believe Luke would have explained it this way. So what happened? Let me tell you. He was tempted of the devil 40 days and 40 nights. Satan tried his best. Jesus used the word of God to battle and defeat Satan himself. God help us to do that. But not only was he tempted of Satan For 40 days, Jesus Christ fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. 
So that's what's happening between verse 1 and verse 14. Between Jesus going into the wilderness, led by the Holy Spirit, and Jesus coming out of the wilderness after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, and he was full of the power of the Holy Spirit. You know what's wrong with our nation today? You know what's wrong with our culture today? You say, oh, it's, it's Washington. Oh, it's Raleigh. Oh, it's this. It's that and the other. Oh, oh, it's Hollywood. It's all of these. I'll tell you what's wrong with, with America today. The church is not full of the Holy Spirit. I can't say it any plainer than that. And I believe that. I believe everything I'm saying this morning, that the church, mom, dad, you need to be full of the Holy Spirit. Young man, young lady, you need to be full of the Holy Spirit. God, pour it on us. Pour it on us. Pour it on us. How wonderful and great it is for brethren and sisters to dwell together in, say it, unity. How wonderful it is. The psalmist says for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the all. All in the Bible represents the Holy Spirit. It is like the oil that ran down Aaron's head. All the way down his beard. All the way down his clothing to the bottom and it dripped off his robe. I mean, you're talking about the Spirit of God. You're talking about the anointing of God. You're talking about the fullness of God. And by the way, if Jesus needed to fast and pray and be anointed and full of the Holy Ghost before he started his ministry, and that's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for. It's not for us to shout and speak in tongues and we do that. It's not just for us to feel good certainly put a badge and walk around with pride. That's not what it's for. It's for you and I to, to, to do the service of God. Work for the Lord. I mean, you want to be effective. You want to be effective in your witness. And then he speaks of this. In verse 8 of, of Acts chapter 1, you shall be, you shall be. God, make Bethel a fiery witness for the kingdom. Amen? Don't you want to be a fiery witness for Jesus Christ? We can. The power of God, which Jesus speaks of in St. Matthew chapter 7. Jesus in the wilderness. Jesus, look at number four under number two. Jesus was continually anointed of God since his baptism. But something was clearly clearly released in a whole new dimension through that period of prayer and fasting. Otherwise, Luke wouldn't have mentioned it in the way that he does. It's special. 
It's special. Let's look at three reasons why fasting is vital in prayer. Fasting, number one, reminds us of our humanity. We must understand we are not able. We must depend on God. You know, I have thought about the scripture where the disciples tried to cast out the demon, see the boy delivered and set free. And I've often wondered. I know it was it was their doubt. I, I'm not sure. I know the U King James says unbelief. If you read several other ones, it's and, and perverse. He uses. I'm not saying that's wrong, but Jesus expands expounds on that a little bit more in other translations. You ought to read it. And he's talking about their doubt. He didn't say necessarily they were perverse, but they're da- they were struggling. But one of the things I think, or one of the reasons I believe they were not able to set this young man free was because they had, this has happened over and over again. I mean, Jesus had cast out demons, raised the dead, healed the sick, healed the leper, all eight, and then they had done that. He sent them out and they had done that. Okay, come right on. We'll get it done. No, you won't get it done. We can't. We can't see it happen. The church needs the Holy Spirit. The church needs the power of Jesus Christ. And one thing that fasting does, it reminds us that we're just human. And he is supreme. Did you enjoy those songs this morning? They took me right at the supremacy of Jesus Christ and God. How they really elevated me as we sung those songs. Number two, fasting humbles us. God, give us people that are humble before the Lord. Amen? Or it should. There is a self-denial involved. That's why, you know, the old... The old flesh begins to cry out, feed me. Give me a quarter pounder with cheese. I want to go by Bojangles and get me a chicken biscuit. I want to go here. I want to I want a plate of all. No. And you say, down flesh. Deny the flesh of that food. There's self-denial involved. We deny the physical appetites of our body for a time to humble ourselves before God who has all the answers for our lives. I'm not just saying this. I'm believing God for a a great outpour in in 2021. Someone said, you believe there's going to be a revival? You believe that? I don't know. I know some are predicting that. Some are predicting a lot of things I'm not too sure of. I do believe there's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit of God. Some are saying that Donald Trump is still going to be president. I don't know. I wish, you know, I don't know. But I do know this. God's word is true. And the power and the anointing and the blessings of God is for each and every one of us in the church and our homes and us individual can have a revival like we've never had before. 
But you can't, you can't give in to all that carnal stuff out there. You can't listen to all that stuff. It'll pull you down. It will drain you dry spiritually. I believe that. Do you believe that? It will dry. It will. Let's look at number three. Fasting, and this is my favorite. Fasting is a sign of desire. What do you want more? Years ago, when we had the five, many of you won't remember this, when we had the five and ten cent store, this little girl was seeking the baptism, young girl was seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She went to purchase something at the counter, the five and ten cent store, and the lady said, what do you want? She says, I want the Holy Ghost. Wouldn't that be something? If that we desired the baptism and the fullness for us that's been baptized, we need a refilling. Amen. Wouldn't that be something that it would be so on our minds that we just automatically, I want Jesus. I want the baptism. I want to be filled with the Spirit. But this says here, fasting is a sign of our desire. We are saying when we fast that seeking God is more important to us than the daily routine of finding food for ourselves. Now I know for some of us, preachers talking about not eating certain times. Preacher, I don't know about that. I don't know about this fasting stuff. I think our culture calls for fasting and praying. I think the way our nation is going right now calls for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I think that the way our nation is going right now, it's time for the church to get serious about serving God. 